You're listening to Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast, a championship-caliber pro sports podcast based in Buffalo, New York, with your hosts, EZD, Derek Jaws, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaturski, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, Bold Claim, Ben Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. Hats, Tats, and Stats is part of the BICBP Radio Network. Check us out online at www.bicbp-radio.com. Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast is brought to you in part by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel that'll have your team looking as good as they play. Stop by their website, stingerwoodbats.com, today and get you the professional gear you're looking for. And use promo code TIP of the CAP, all one word, for 10% off your order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. I am EZD, and I am joined by not one, but two Yelich brothers. I got Big Diesel and the Bold Claim Ben in the house. What's up, boys? What's going on? Uh, We are Zooming, so it's going to be a little choppy today. We got to keep Ben on track. I got to make sure, uh, as he's named here in the Zoom chat, Desquarius Green is paying attention. I got a, a, a lot to do today. With to keep you guys on track, but we're going to do it. Hats, stats, and stats, a championship caliber podcast based in Buffalo, New York. We are here to talk about the Bills, the Sabres, pro sports as a whole. And boy, oh boy, do we have a lot of crap to talk. Have the yeah, demons honest, been expelled? Have the honestly, demons been expelled, Ben? Honestly, it's, it's surprising because it's a week I didn't expect a lot to have a lot to talk about, but there's... There's so much. It bills, sabers, all of the above, and I'm here for it. So first things first, uh, during the week, the former captain and second overall pick for the Buffalo Sabres, Jack Eichel, came to town with the Golden Knights and kind of shit the bed. Not kind of shit the bed. They totally have shit, shit the in bed. the bed. I uh, don't know if anybody's also seen the follow-up, but they lost their next two games. So Vegas... Now, granted, Robin Leonard goes down, so they're down, you know, starting goalie, which never helps. Um, but Eichel loses to Risto in Philly, and Philly's awful this year. Then comes to Buffalo. I don't think in a million years expected the reception he got. Loses that one, blows up in the media afterwards, and now they're just on an absolute slide. And they I love it because we got to, their first-round pick. They lost to um... – the Penguins right after that, and then they lost the – I'm pretty sure they had one more game after they that. They lost to the Blue Jackets lost. last night. Yeah, yeah they were, they're on the a four-game slide. And Eichel had three turnovers late in the third period as well. Oh, Brings no. a smile to my face. You know, it, punk. it's one of those things. It's always interesting to see guys come back. And Buffalo is traditionally a town that when guys come back, they usually get a decent reception. Like, they usually get – cheered really the only stevie thing you johnson. Can do. when stevie johnson came back for just this season for like one game um when they did legends the whole place erupted like i mean i get that but in terms of players actually playing and savers history danny yeah. Breer and chris drury got booed even though they did they, they you know it was management that didn't sign them right. they got booed when they came back but they didn't they didn't mentally fold about it and well, I mean, I just need to say this real quick because I was the biggest Jack supporter of them all. I was on this podcast ripping the Pagulas a new one and saying, like, go win shit, Jack, and all that. But you sure were like, fuck that guy, man. He's just fuck that guy. <laughs> and yeah. honestly, with how the Vegas has been playing since he's been on the team, like now it's now it's been a significant amount of time. It's been like two to three weeks and they've been on a downhill spiral. Now, like Nick said, injuries didn't is not helping this team in Vegas right now. But like, it really brings the question: Jack is the issue. I would love it if he tanks them. Like, if he blows up the Vegas Golden Knights, who have known nothing but success since their inception, that would almost vindicate the Sabers for the past five years. You know what I mean? It'd be like, yeah, dude, we were we couldn't do shit. We had this piece of work on our team. Yeah, you know it's. It's definitely, it's hard to argue with at this point almost. I mean, he, he didn't do much here. You know, you, you look at some of these other high-end talents. They go to teams, they elevate, right? That's what they're supposed to do. That's why you take them so high, because they're talented and they can elevate those around them. And he, he hasn't. And now he went somewhere else. 
and he's still not. He himself is a point a game. Like he's going to be a basically around a point a game player, but you're right. He doesn't elevate. It's not about what his, he can't get his teammates going. He can do stuff himself, but he can't. Yeah. Even, even in that uh, Sabres game, like, he did not look like the Jack that I once remembered. Now, don't get me wrong. That Vegas team is loaded and he doesn't need to carry the team like he did when he was in Buffalo, where it was the Jack show uh, when he was here. But he just he didn't have that same. Like, h- how do I word this? He, he wasn't holding the puck on holding the puck and carrying as much as he used to. Um, he wasn't really passing like he used to. Um, it seems like he was definitely, definitely rattled. Um, yeah, he was absolutely shook against us. He he was off his game completely against the Sabres. And it, it, it again, like Ben said, it doesn't look like it's gotten better since he left. I mean, three turnovers late in a game that you're chasing, I, that's, that's tough. When you're supposed to be the star, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. I mean. People make mistakes. Now, Don't get well, me wrong. I'm just saying – I. I obviously on the Twitter sphere, Vegas fans are are panicking in terms of like, do we need to get rid of the coach? All these injuries are catching up and Sabres fans are kind of sitting there and laughing going, you don't like, it's all fun and games right now because it's all working out. But like, maybe Jack really is the issue. Like that's, I mean, as of right now, thing. as of right now, the short time success of this trade is paying off really really well for us yeah Um, and i'm I'm really excited to see long term how this affects our team and honestly um this week in general for sabers hockey has just made me fall in love with this team like i have not been more excited about this team ever like it's it's been a while since i've been happy about the players on this team it feels like they actually give a shit about each other and they're actually sticking up for each other. Like the um, heritage classic game of all the shit that went down there. Like it it's cliche, but it's like, it's a team and they feel like they're actual being teammates compared to when, when Jack was on our team, it was like, all right, we have pieces and this is how the pieces are playing for us. Yeah. It was more of, it was, it was every man for himself under Jack. <laughs> You know what I mean? It really it was. was every man for himself. Including now the it's coaches. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I will say too, like Dylan Cousins stud, you know, Matthews gives Dowling that, that cheap cross check. And also, oh my God, Craig Anderson, man, how long have we just not had an NHL goaltender watching? This guy is amazing. One positionally, he's so sound, eats up the puck, but the little things that he does, they were talking about it a little on the broadcast yesterday, despite the fact that it was just ma- basically Wayne Gretzky giving, you know, monologues. Um, but- the, 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 the drunken ramblings of, of the great one. Dude, yeah, he was hammered. Yeah, listen, <laughs> I would listen to that podcast. If you got, right. if you gave me once a week drunk Wayne telling hockey stories, I'm in. I'm in. Get it off my broadcast. My, I did see something on the Twitter sphere that was like, yeah, Wayne really tried to do the whole analyst thing for like two weeks, realized it wasn't working out. So he was like, I'm just going to tell Wayne Gretzky stories. Yeah, that's it's not good either. But no, anyway, it's not um, Craig Anderson, he'll just like stop the puck behind the net where other goalies wouldn't be able to get to it. And then the defense can make a play and move the puck out of the zone. That's like a little thing that just helps so much. Like Takarski couldn't do that. Carter Hutton tried to, but he was also like, you know, he would get the puck and then just um, his brain would shut off. And the other thing, too, is when Matthews cross-checked Darlene, Anderson knew that Matthews immediately had a penalty. So he just grabbed Darlene because Darlene was obviously going to go and start slugging him. So he just got in the way. And he was like, don't take another one. Like, you know, he just gets in the way there and protects his guy. That's He's just a professional. It's great. He, he's awesome to watch. Yeah. And I'll tell you, this was one of the first games I, I really sat down and kind of started – watching uh, and really watched start to finish right and it was a, it was a blast to watch and the outdoor game was cool you know we it's it's the heritage classic it's outdoors a lot of fun uh joking that the teams came out to hamilton songs in hamilton ontario was funny the whoever the hell sang the anthem was yeah awful. yikes i had to listen yikes. to too many too many gretzky stories but the whole thing i mean the whole game top to bottom seeing the sabers get under the skin of the leafs 
and hang with them. And I mean, this was supposed to be one of the guys in the pregame was like, oh, the Leafs, Leafs are going to tear them up. Leafs are going to just, this is a vengeance yeah, game. Was, yeah, Biz was pissed. Biz Wait, was real. pissed. He even said on, he, like he on Twitter tried to say that Darlene was cheap shotting Matthews before the cross check. But regardless, yeah, the event was sick. And, you know, honestly, the boys have been buzzing, man. Like we're on a bit of a heater. If you look at a, like our last eight games, we're, we're, we're playing really, really well. Um, and yeah, again, having Craig Anderson back there definitely helps. They, they said this on the broadcast, but um, the way you were going to win that heritage classic game is like gritty, gritty, like lucky hockey. Basically. Yeah. And that's what the bounces Sabres finally Dude, and, when's the last time we got any puck luck? Yeah, never. And honestly, like um, they were also saying on the broadcast, it seems like the, the Leafs bench was just not into it. And like, they were like super quiet. And like, that brings me back to the whole like team thing. Like the, the Sabres were all chatting it up on the, on the bench and like getting excited for the game. And right. Um, like, I mean, the guys are like, when you're happy and you're excited to play, you play better. Yeah. That's a fact. It was definitely interesting to see just the different, I mean, cause Toronto's supposed to be a contender, right? Like that's what everyone's talking. They're supposed to be a team to beat. They sure didn't look like it. But Toronto's been Toronto forever, man. They, they can't play a look of defense. They haven't been able to play a look of defense for the past 20 years. And they pay their offensive stars so much. You got so much money tied up in three guys. You're so top heavy. They, they just, they rely on a, a patch together blue line and like, it has not worked. They, they keep just rolling through goalies because the Toronto media is brutal and they ran the best goalie they had in a while out of town in Freddie Anderson. Um, and now they're, you know, they're onto a Peter Morazic who is a journeyman and Jack Campbell before that was standing on his head with unsustainable numbers and has come back down to earth. So they got a lot of problems over there, but it, again, a lot of it comes down to the Toronto media runs a lot of the hockey world. So a lot of the narrative for is Leafs cup or bust because Matthews, Tavares, and Marner are studs. They're just so good. But the reality is they're not a great team. They're just not but a I, great team. I was trying to explain the Leafs um, to a lot of my friends uh, while we were watching this Heritage Classic game. Um, and the NFL comparison that they made to the Leafs was the Dallas Cowboys. I said that couldn't be far from the truth. Like they they're paying their guys big, um, and they they always lose in the first round. It's it's Dallas Cowboys yeah. football. 500, 500 team and out in the first round. Now we brought him up, Austin Matthew. Now you know him and Darlene got a little chippy in front of the net, and then Darlene took a cross check to the jaw. It was to the neck. It wasn't yeah. even to the jaw. It was lower than that, which is even more dangerous. One thing to fracture a jaw, it's another thing to have to go through another uh, neck surgery, uh, yada, yada. Debacle, yeah. Yeah. Right, or, um, you know, uh, I mean, that's – the uh, a brachial stun can knock you out. Yeah. You know, that, that quick disruption of blood flow to the brain through the, through the uh, you know, those those real big veins that go through your neck. Like, I mean, that's that's yeah, a serious that, thing. That was a, that was a shot play from Austin Matthews. Um, and I'm so glad – Dylan Cousins lays a beautiful hit on Matthews once he gets out of the penalty box. Yep. Um, I, I also want to say clean the the maturity of Rasmus Dahlin is the book on him when he was a puppy in the league was bully him, get physical with him, and you're gonna you know you're gonna knock him off his game. But he's so much just he's a dog now, man. He's he's a feisty little 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 Swede there. He's not very little either. He's six foot three. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's starting to become a man. So he's getting wider, you know, we'll get that uh, man strength, but seriously, he bitched Austin Matthews. And honest, I don't think that it was, I've seen way worse like that, that in front of the net play, that's, that's standard, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was nothing unwarranted from Darlene. He's just knocking Matthews around and Matthews wasn't feeling it. It's a defenseman right. making a defenseman play on exactly. that forward. That's sitting in front of the net. That happens. He's getting all frustrated. <laughs> he's yeah. just getting frustrated and he's a little bitch boy. So he decides to take a cheap shot. And you know what? The Leafs did that in general. Cause once, once cousins lays out Matthews, What's Bunting doing going after Dylan Cousins? That's a clean hit, and then he gets bundled, and then the refs the refs are going to hold him back. 
but he gets bundled by Dylan Cousins. That so was, not only does he lay out the best player, but he's just going to ruin ruin the guy who comes in to save him. Lay, lays out your best player. The guy who comes in is the next man in to defend your star, which if you listen to the broadcast, they try to like, well, this is a clean hit, but this is what you should do. You know, your star gets laid out, you know, even on a clean hit, like you got to stand up for him. And like, yeah, but you like the dude took a run at Cousins. Cousins saw him at the last second. Put him on his ass and got on and like and got on top. And, and then, then another dude him, bro. Came in. He pancaked him. Yeah. Like, that's that's on the statute as a pancake. My favorite part about all of that is that the we've guys that got kicked out went to the locker room. The yeah, Dylan yeah. Cousins got kicked out. That was out awesome. And and he's standing watching the game like uh peewee, like a peewee game. And I like, love Terry. Terry's standing <laughs> behind him like a proud dad. And he if if you notice on the broadcast, he turns to the guy next to him, he goes, He's not leaving. He's not leaving. <laughs> yeah, that was all. And like, really, it was just a cool event altogether. Even better that the Sabres were in it and they won. So, yeah, that's our boys first, are buzzing, uh, man. first outdoor win in Sabres history. Yeah. One for three. So, yeah. And now, again, so Nick, you brought up the question first. Have the Sabres turned a corner? I, I think the demons might have been expelled. I really do. Um, it was, it was the, the, the cleansing, if you will, you know, it, they, they, they committed to it this past off season of, of really moving on from that old core. Uh, I miss Sam Reinhart more than anything, but I get it. And this week was that stepping stone of we can hang with the best teams and string together wins. You know, it's one thing to win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose two. It's another thing to start winning two, lose one, winning two, lose one. All of a sudden, that flips your record quick. Now, we're not going to make the playoffs. No. But we can be a respectable team here, and you know what? We don't need another lottery win. You know, we we don't need another guy who we might end up reaching on because the draft experts think that this 16-year-old is better than that 16-year-old. Um, we might be better off picking around 8 to 10. It's it's a good looking future though. I mean, I the thing that I'm really excited about is coaching. Um, I feel like Don Granado really understands um, this team and how he, he looks like he understands. My man he looks like he belongs the out there. Absolute legend. Love the dude. And you know what? Like we have a first from Vegas. We have a first from uh, Philadelphia as well. And then don't we also have a first from uh nah, first from Philly was last year. First from Philly was last year. We do have Florida's first. Um still, now here's the we thing still with have Vegas. three firsts in yes. this upcoming draft. Well, here's the thing with Vegas. Now, if they do miss the playoffs, and this would just be hilarious, but if they if they're in the, the top 10, so if they win the lottery basically, um then we would get their pick next year unprotected. It's lottery protected, gotcha. No, it's not lottery, it's top 10. Top 10 protected? Okay. So as long – if they're in the lottery, as long as it's 11 through 15, we're good. I'll take that. NHL draft is confusing. Eh. I Only because really. I, I don't follow enough to, like, really understand it. But uh, we're going to any, – anything else in the hockey world you want to you cover real quick? Not especially. Okay. Oh, Matias Samuelson's a beast. Guy yeah. – I, I, everybody said he couldn't skate when he was – drafted because again we just judge 17 year old kids but welcome to the nhl maddie takeaway uh absolute unit he's yeah, he, he was impressive he so many ridiculous good defensive plays throughout the entire game you just lose count yeah he is that <laughs> guy pal and uh I, I can't even say that most of them are that ridiculous i mean they're just really good plays that he makes look really easy yeah so uh, we're going to switch gears here a little bit. We're going to going to hit the clutch, pop the uh, pop the whole transmission thing into NFL mode. Um, a lot of big news coming, especially from the Bills. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie, Lil Dirty's back. How do we feel about it? Um, I'm happy about that move, especially if we move Beasley. Um, I feel like that's the deciding factor because, like, going into it, I feel like we didn't need um, all. Of, the wide receiver depth that we had, I was happy with it. I feel like if we move on from Beasley, get something out of him, 
um, and clear up some cap, then the Beasley move, the McKenzie move is going to make me happier. But the way he looked in the postseason and then the last few games as well, I, I definitely feel like um, that was a good sign by us. And I'm really shocked that he didn't test the market. Like he probably could have made more. Oh, he definitely could have made more. Yeah. Because I was gonna say I'm gonna pull up the uh, the actual the the details. Yeah, here two years uh, at four point four mil, one point two five guaranteed, two point one seven five in twenty twenty two. So his cap hit is one point eight seven five in twenty twenty two, two point five two five in twenty twenty three. So basically, they're saying you got or like we're going to utilize the hell out of you and we expect you to be even better the year after right. <laughs> this coming season. So I, I really do think it was like, not that Cole's bad. They're just trying to shop him. Um, like Ben said, try to get something for him. And honestly, like if you have a Justin Fields, why wouldn't you send off a fifth round, fourth round pick for Cole Beasley? give Justin Fields a safety blanket like like he was for Josh when he was a rookie because Cole's still very good at getting open. Yes. Um, but I just think McKenzie brings the element that we're looking for now in the offense now that Josh is a big boy uh, and kind of runs the show. Yeah, he gives you that catch and run ability like that. They get the ball in his hands, let your athlete make a move. You know, the yeah. the thing that we see a lot of other top end teams do, you know, the way like CD Lamb should be used in Dallas, the way uh, Tyree Hill is used in Kansas City, that type of guy who can get the ball and just do electric shit. Yeah. Debo Samuel, but not nearly as big as Debo Samuel. Right. Probably not lining him up as a as a true running back for a Although 20 carry could. game. He could. I don't know if you're getting 20 carries out of him. No, no. I mean, come on now. But, but yeah, so I, I don't think this guarantees Cole Beasley is gone. Like if, if nobody wants him, nobody's going to throw us anything for him. I don't think it's a, well, sorry, Cole, you're cut, but I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, it could, I, I think that'll depend more on the draft than anything. I agree. I don't hate the idea of Diggs, Davis, McKenzie Beasley being my four man set. I mean, that definitely doesn't suck because you have three Less dudes nuts. who can do anything you ask them to. And then your safety blanket with a right. running back in the backfield. Um, we, we've talked in the past and uh, me and me and the stat man, but aside from our ridiculous argument last week, um, we, which by the way, the, 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 the Twitter verse and the Instagram verse have spoken. Uh, Parsons is not a middle linebacker, according to most people who voted on it. So, um, and it, it wasn't close at all, which is funny. Anyway, I'm shocked. I'm not anyway. So, um, Something was brought to my attention there. There were a couple, and I hate these clickbait reports. I really do. They drive me up the wall, but there are reports that somebody is reporting that the bills are deep in talks to get Christian McCaffrey. Do you want Christian McCaffrey on the bills? Fuck no. Thank you. It's oh the my same God. thing with Saquon. I don't uh, want to no, Brown. no, 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 because the, the asking price on Saquon is much lower. My like either way, my whole thing on both of these guys is that like, so my buddy Neil messaged me and he was the one telling me about it. I was like, listen, first off, you just sent me a tweet from not ESPN on NFL or NFL and ESPN's official Twitter. That's somebody else. And the next thing you sent me was like, that dude's been wrong more than he's been right on anything he's ever said. He's literally just trying to get people to like follow, share and subscribe, which we love doing too. But we, I, I won't do that. I won't do the. Oh, my source tells me so-and-so is going to sign. Like, no, I, I don't have a my source. source. My source, including myself. And yeah. I. Yeah. My, my, <laughs> my source is the fact that the Edmonds brothers all play on Pittsburgh. So our Edmonds is going to go there. We're trading him. I mean, no? okay. I, that's, that was very clickbait. However, that's, that's not wrong because they didn't, they just cut their uh, starting inside backer, dumb Bush. Possibly, but regardless, oh, I mean, it's yeah. My, my, my whole thing is, you know, you're with those two running backs in particular, they, like they're very good. Uh, my buddy Neil said, you know, like, listen, Christian McCaffrey can do things that really almost nobody else can do. And I want that guy on my team. And I was like, right. But for but at what cost? Because he's only going to play six games. If that. Well, and we don't not, not, we not don't if you really use him the right way. Back. OK, so then why am I paying the price for a guy I'm not going to use much? 
That's we, that's my beef. In my eyes, we really don't need a running back as of right now. And honestly, if we do, go ahead and draft one in like the third or fourth rounds. That's what you're gonna see. Bro, motor is RB1. And to be perfectly honest, wouldn't be shocked to see him take a home team discount. And you know what I mean? Going back to a little dirty, uh, real quick. Um, that's a guy who just wants to be a Buffalo Bill. And that's what I love to see. Because honestly, he did the same shit last year where he signed a really low contract for one year uh, just to get us um, in cap cap space. And he, like, that's a guy who wants to stay in Buffalo. And I, we need more guys like that. Which I think, I think you're we got see. plenty of guys like that. <laughs> and that's honestly the reason why we had to cut Mongo. Like, he was he was pretty injury prone the last few years, but like we asked him if he could take a pay cut and he said no. So we're like, all right, well, you kind of forced our hand. We're going to have to cut you like. Yeah, I'm not that worried about that one. I mean, or any of that, really. I think Dean's got plans for how to fix up the line, because I know we just got rid of Daryl Williams this morning. Right. Just resigned Mitch Morris for two year extension, um, which I'm a fan of. Uh, and yeah, I mean, dude, trust the process. Like these boys got it. Now I would, I do like the idea of a Chandler Jones or Fletcher Cox. move. I do too. I think I like the Chandler Jones, um, bring him back into New York, the true New York, Western New York, the only New York beast. He's a a beast. Like he's, he's not completely washed. You know what I mean? No, not at I all. I mean, he played it. He had a really good season with Arizona last year. Right. Um, and that's with questionable uh, scheme decision-making yeah. out there. And honestly, <laughs> like, I agree with the Fletcher Cox, too. I mean, he was literally their entire defense for the Eagles. And when he missed, like, one or two games, it was very noticeable that the Eagles didn't have a defense. Yeah, I mean, you have to put two guys on him. And if you have but to put a, two guys on him, then imagine just 1v1s for Eddie it's all a good, day. It's a good one-year rental deal. Like, um, Yeah, but I Fletcher mean, Cox has three years on his deal. So you'd be saying, like, trade for Fletcher Cox as opposed to sign Chandler Jones out of free agency. So hear me out. If you're well, gonna, yeah, that's uh, how it would have to be. But I know the right. Eagles are shopping Cox. If, if you're sure. trading for Fletcher Cox, would you have to? Would you resign Harrison Phillips as well? Probably not. I would rather see Harrison Phillips resign and go after. I mean, so right now. Um, Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison are gone. You know, we, we're, we're notorious for wanting veteran presence in young positional rooms. Our defensive ends just got a whole lot younger. I wouldn't mind bringing a guy in who's going to be a big time player for us is younger than Jerry was, is was more effective at getting to the quarterback last year. And now he's going to coach up my young freak athlete defensive ends. He's that also we've been bigger dropping. than both of them. Like Chandler right. Jones, Chandler Jones is is six foot six, two fifty. Like Jerry and, and hey. Mario are both under <laughs> six foot three. So we like our we like our big guys on the uh, on the Bills. I mean, we like our giant freak of nature humans. So. Right. Um, I don't disagree with that. I would prefer the Harry like to sign Harry and and make a move for for Chandler Jones. Like I think that would be a really nice. I move. still think we need a cut star. Yeah. I don't know if we save cap on that though. I think that's really the issue. Um, but regardless, like if that say Harry's going to test the market and somebody's going to pay him, um, you know, I wouldn't mind moving for Fletcher Cox at that point. But True. Harry's really the domino to fall in that. Because if you just get Chandler Jones, like okay, fine. Now we have stacked ends, but who do we got inside? Because let's say Harry gets paid elsewhere. Now what do we do? We're going to draft, hopefully, you know, one of the Georgia DTs at 20, at what, 29? 25. 25, whatever. Yep. They're all somewhere in the 20s. I mean, but, but there, and there's no guarantee that either of those dudes will be there. Right. Um, You know, especially with the way this draft class is shaping up. I mean, 
I, you know, you could see teams moving, trading, whatever to, to take, take shots at quarterbacks, but you know, this, this is very indicative of the EJ manual class that someone's going to move to overpay for a quarterback that they probably a could have gotten wherever they were and B isn't going to be worth it. And, you know, at the same time, they may not. And those other skilled positions may not really be there. So I personally, I, we, we stuck with dirty Harry through the knee injury, through him, not playing great coming out of that and watched him dominate the end of the season last year. Yeah, I, I want him. I want him back. That, that to me is a big piece of the puzzle. Ben, nothing. Uh, I mean, he pretty much said exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I, there's, there's no other way around it. Like um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people feel the same way about that as well. Um, it's, it's indicative of what Isaiah McKenzie did as well. I mean, that end of the season push, um, is something that we really needed. And there was a moment where we had a little dull drum in the season where we started losing games that we shouldn't have lost. And when we started to turn it around and like, Hey, let's get our shit together. Let's, uh, let's get a big seed here. Um, McKenzie and Harrison out, Phillips were those guys. I, I will also point out, uh, cause I just thought about it. We do get a uh, Zim Zim back next year. He was hurt. So that's another DT. I like Zimmer. Um, so. uh, Zimmer is a free agent. What? Yeah. Sign him. I, I agree. I, I mean, like him as well. I mean, he'll be. Yeah. Team. Veteran, veteran minimum. Yeah. The current uh, Bills free agents, Jerry Hughes, Addison, Daryl Williams, who we just cut, Vernon Butler, AJ Klein, who we cut, Sanders, Feliciano, who we cut, Trubisky, who we know isn't going to be back, uh, Bodiger, Levi Wallace, Taiwan Jones, F.A. Obata, Matt Breda, Bobby Hart, Brian Cox, Dirty Harry, Justin Zimmer, Ryan Bates. All right. So, and like... Uh, I Dirty, imagine Bates is getting signed. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. I'm trying to see what, uh, what his market value would be. Who's that? Uh, or Harry? Dirt, Dirty Harry. So his, his market value would be around $4.5 a year. So they're I mean, looking we got at about seven and a half in cap after the latest moves is what I saw. Yeah. So, and, and, and again, that's, that's what, but that's they, if we want to make a move for like a Chandler Jones, we still need to free up a bit more so that we could also get Harry. You know what I mean? Right. And, that, and that's, and that's saying like Harry would like, that would be just market average for his position and how he's performed to date. Right. Type thing. So, you know, and there's nothing saying that like, Hey man, like, Listen, you played great at the end of the year, but that's a small sample size compared to not before that and the injury. And you so. know, you know, yeah, I was going to say NFL teams, it doesn't matter if you got hurt in the seventh grade. You go for a contract extension and like you want money, they're going to bring up your in injury history all the way back. Absolutely. So that knee injury is definitely going to like it just going to bring down the value a touch. Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, and Justin Zimmer is a restricted free agent. So that is, there is a small difference there. Okay, good. So we got Zim Zim back. Yeah. Cause there's uh, no so, way we're not going to throw him a tender, a, a tender. Right. So, I mean, I think Hughes is gone. Addison's gone. Obviously we just cut Williams, Klein and Feliciano. I, I don't know if Butler comes back. Probably not. I doubt it. Uh, I got don't washed in the run game and that's all that we brought him in for. Right. Uh, we know Trubisky's going elsewhere to probably try to fight for a starting job. Um, uh, we, we all think Bodiger's coming back, right? No. No? Probably not. Right. Oh, because that's right. You said Bates, correct? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think Levi Wallace maybe comes back. Yeah, I don't know. I, it depends on what we do. I feel like if there – because there was rumors that, like, um, there was a possibility of us going after a guy like J.C. Jackson. And honestly, if that were to happen – Levi's not on the team anymore. Well, yeah, we don't have any money to make that work. No. Um, I do like the idea of like James Bradbury from the Giants. Um, you know, but I also don't know how, like what you have to give up, what assets you have to give up to get that. 
I, I think it's just interesting, like looking through that saying like, oh, this looks like my Madden franchises. Oh, they're all ready to start negotiating. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Okay. I'll resign you. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Like that's kind of what that looks like to me is yeah. there's a couple key pieces I want back and the rest are, they are, what I, they are. Yeah. I definitely would like to have Levi back. Um, I did. I did look at our DB depth and I feel like our DB depth is probably the best position on our team. Like I really like the corners that we have. Um, yeah. I, I mean, feel like, Dane, I feel like it goes deep. Dane Jackson definitely showed that he can hang. Um, now he's still a little green, but that, I mean, whatever, man, he's going into his third year now and, He's had meaningful reps and he's made some really nice plays. So and honestly, I'm, I'm can, not, I'm not, especially with you, trade back. I, I'm not disconfident. I don't know what the word is. I don't have English. You're not worried about it. Yeah. Hashtag not worried. There you go. Where, where do you think, what do you think we go with on 25? I think it depends on who's available at the time. I mean, that's just, well, I, we're, I we're at a point. That. Where we're not the team going like, oh, we need this. It's going to be what's available. And, you know, if the best available is a quarterback, we're probably not doing it. But, you know, and the other end, if the best available is a really good, a really, really good receiver, probably. If there's a true cornerback number two, probably. If there's a defensive tackle, probably. how uh, How about the Evan Ingram rumors? No. I just don't want Evan Ingram. Why? Um, I've watched enough. I feel like I've watched a decent amount where I feel like he just can't catch the ball. <laughs> um, but, I don't but, disagree with you with that. I mean, he does. He's got some dildo hand Chandler in him. Um, and I mean, he's had Daniel Jones throwing to him, but like what happens when he's got a, uh, harder ball thrown at him from josh like yeah i don't know i mean i know I, that the rumor I watched, was i know that um he literally started in front of dawson knox his entire uh college career and that's why dawson knox barely touched the field in college um and somehow dawson knox looks like the better nfl athlete throughout well, when dawson career. when dawson finally got to play he also had two of the best receivers in the country on the field at the same time. So he just didn't get the ball. Yeah. He just, he just never I got mean, the looks yeah, despite being on the field. These, these things, these things happen. And also like it's Ole Miss. So whatever the coaching staff does, like whatever they thought Evan Ingram was better at the time. Um, but like the rumor was using him as a slot. And I mean, also like I would, we need a backup tight end. <laughs> and I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't he, mind trying to like go and trade for someone like DK. I mean, DK still on his rookie contract right now. Yeah, but then what? You have to pay him. Yeah, because you're not you're not giving up a, you're game. not giving up the asset that you would need to get him to get him for a year, maybe pick up his option and then pay him. Yeah, like we're gonna have to pay Gabe Davis pretty soon here. Uh, I mean, what? There's a year, maybe two between the two of them. The That's gonna they, be tough. They might have been the same class. They might have been. I think they were. So I mean that that's definitely tough. But like, I mean, there's there's other if you're looking for a backup tight end, there's other guys out there for around the same price tag. I mean, Hayden Hurst, OJ Howard. No, uh, no, 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 no. We no, we no, could no, we no, could no, bring Lee are... Smith back. <laughs> He's retired. Um Robert I mean, Cunyon. Like, here's the thing though. I want two tight ends that we can use to catch the ball. Like I like Tommy Sweeney, um, but there's a reason that he was scratched. What about for, Jared Cook? Oh, he's like forty. Is he? Yeah. What about Mo Alley Cox? Big I like Mo Alley Cox. He's a big boy, but he can't really move. I I mean I've watched a decent amount of Colts games, um, and I felt like he he had his moments where he was on and he's off, but he. He was a basketball prospect, so like yeah, one of those, boy. he's one of those. Um, I played power forward or center in college, and never played football before, so he's he's definitely a bit green. But um, I mean, I feel like I I like the way he looks, um, for the Colts there. 
I mean, just, just really looking through, I mean, this this list is not sure. I mean, there's a ton of free agent tight ends Give this year. Give me some more tight end names because tight end is like the one position that I watch religiously. Uh, Jimmy Graham. No. Gronk. Man. CJ Uzoma. Yes. Uh, in a heartbeat. Yes. Eric Ebron. No. Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for a year yeah. as a rental. Yeah, I mean, he's going to want to get paid, unfortunately, but he's still pretty good. Uh, Gerald Everett. Eh. Blake Jarwin. Eh. Jared Cook. You already know that one. Max Williams. I don't mind a little maxi action. Robert Tunyon. Oh, yeah. Tunyon would be good, actually, because he and Knox are very similar. Anthony Parker. <laughs> eh. Uh, O.J. Howard. No, O.J. Howard sucks. I do like uh, Dalton Smythe, more of a blocker. Right. Um, but he's he was the backup for Miami. Jeff Swain. For Miami. Nah. Tyler Croft. Eh, I, I like Croft, but come on. Jesse James. Eh. Uh, Ross Dwelly. I wouldn't mind that one. Honestly, I would have minded so, Jesse James. So listen, so from the list, Robert Tanyan would be a big target of mine if I were the Bills, but yeah. Like if if honestly, if we don't land a big name like Jesse James, I feel like probably would be a decent fit. Yeah, he certainly wouldn't be the worst. He's a good receiver. Also, <laughs> like I want a guy that we can put in at tight, like Jesse James would be good because he could fill in at like the tight end, tight end role and split out, we can split out Knox. Right. You know what I mean? Because Knox is good enough now where if you want that mismatch of him on a linebacker or a safety and you put him on the, the wide side of the field, you know, stretched out on the numbers, we could have some fun there. <laughs> but we also still have a tight end that we can, you know, backside if we need Josh to, you know, pull a QB power or something, we have some fun. Yeah. You know, this, this is one of those things where, I mean, is it would it be nice to get one of these big name guys? Sure, but I mean, you don't necessarily need one there. And who knows? I, I no. have no idea what the tight end class looks like this year. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's really maybe that's maybe. a great spot to go at twenty five. If there's nothing else that we need that fits the bill, because I, I, I don't want that. I want that Iowa center so bad. I the, and I, I think this is a year you see us take a center, somebody who I mean, we just extended. Um, Morris. Morris. I, I like now. It's now it's the time to get a guy in there. That's going to sit behind him and learn. Him. You could probably play him at guard for two years. and Right. But, I mean, with, 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 us, experience. with us cutting two starting offensive linemen from last year, there's a plan. There's something yeah, something going yeah. on. It's, it's not I, just... I mean, the Darrell Williams one also made sense because, he, I mean, he wanted to be because paid like he a tackle. Like, he looked like dog shit last year. And he wanted to be paid like a tackle, and he's we moved him to guard, and like because Spencer Brown not, pitched you, people. You're, you're not going to pay that guy like a tackle, right? Daryl Williams guy. was a good tackle. Like, do not get that twisted. Spencer Brown is just a better athlete with much better upside on a cheaper deal. Um, and when you kick him inside, like Ben said, you can't pay a guard tackle money. It's just financially irresponsible at the NFL. You know, unless unless you have a guy like Quentin Nelson, Quentin Nelson or uh, RIP to his career, Ali Marpet. Um, yeah. Scherf, Zach Martin. So uh, some other big NFL news here to kind of just push the conversation forward. The Packers have placed the franchise tag on Devonte Adams, who has told them he will not play under the franchise tag this year. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out, huh? That uh, That's a fun line in the sand because yeah. now you just paid a ton of money, a ton of money to Aaron Rodgers. I've yet to see anything confirmed on that deal. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen it either, but I like the speculation is big. And like there there were some like the, the reports on it came out and then Rodgers like, yeah, that's not that's not right. And, right. Like, and we, McAfee we, said that, too. Yeah, we like we joked about it that like okay, so it says like fifty million a year, and it's like forty nine nine because you know well, yeah. about fifty type thing because that would be that would be an Aaron Rodgers thing. Yeah, but uh, now you have Devontae Adams potentially holding out because he doesn't want to play in the franchise tag. So now now who is Rodgers going to throw to? Because that's his that's his big bitch in Green Bay. Is you don't get me weapons. 
Well, one <laughs> of the best ones in the league is saying they, eh. they are they're seven and zero without Devontae Adams, right, in his career, which is very intriguing. And very much so. If and if Robert Tanyan goes away too, there's another target that's gone. Right. Maybe they ship Jordan Love for uh, for DK Metcalf. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. So we're just burying Seattle now, right? We're just gonna burn yeah. it to the ground. <laughs> Like the, yes. the, 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 the free state of Chaz is just going to move into the, move into yeah. the, their stadium. Jesus. Carol's just gnawing away on some juicy fruit. Oh God. That, that, that'd be brutal. Absolutely brutal. Drew Obviously Locke, Jordan we, love open competition. <laughs> we, okay. How, how bad do you, how, like, how bad do you feel for Noah Fant? Here's his dude. Oh, like the worst. Like, he's, sees, he's a beast. Sees dude. the news. Oh my God. Russell Wilson's coming to brought, coming to Denver. Ring, hey man, you've been traded to Seattle. Seriously, okay, I'll get Who's to play. With, I'll, I'll get to play Gino. with Gino. Nah, dude, Drew Locke's going with you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Reports I, are Drew Locke I, is likely to be the starter. He's I, just like I, fuck, man. At this point in my career, I think it's best that I announce my retirement from football. <laughs> at twenty six, <laughs> poor guy. Get like, or or if what if it went the other way? Hey man, you got just got traded to Seattle. Really? Oh, but Russ is coming to Denver. Son of a bitch. <laughs> just being part of that trade and just, well, see you, buddy. Would have been fun. Jokes on all of us. He's he's like, I love Seattle. <laughs> I like the rain. <laughs> Heard it's real loud up there. Uh where's Bobby Wagner gonna play? Or is he done? You think he hangs it up? I don't think he hangs it up. Um Tampa. I wouldn't be shocked to see him go to like Arizona, stay in the West, maybe even the Rams on a cheap deal. Let's go win a Super Bowl. Ha ha ha. Screw Seattle. That that one screams to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely see him just at least going to some sort of contender. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they he goes to the 49ers and plays alongside uh Fred Warner. I was gonna say yeah, I heard, they, I heard got, you say they Tampa. got Dre Greenlaw, like and I heard you say Tampa, and they got two guys in the middle that do pretty damn well too. Yeah, they do. So, yeah, I thought about that once once I said it, but like it, it's definitely. What about Baltimore? Like, or or Kansas that I could City. see. Although Maybe. they they and, and they do they like spending money on defense because they know they can't gotta give up a lead. So right. Oh, I, the other one I'm thinking too here is the Colts. You go Bobby Wagner, Darius Leonard as your oh linebackers, or yeah. or hear me out. They go. Although I don't Chargers. know, maybe maybe Bobby Wagner is more of an outside linebacker edge. I mean, the Chargers really don't have shots fired. Um, the Chargers don't have a middle linebacker, do they? Drew Tranquil. I mean that that wasn't like you know to say he's a stun. <laughs> Just saying, Drew but, but, now, but then, he say, but then you he got the position is filled. <laughs> that then you got then you oh, got Kenneth a, Murray Jr. That's who they got. Uh, Kenneth Murray yeah, Jr. Yeah. How about Allen Robinson? Where's he gonna go? A Rob, huh? That's interesting. Who I mean, maybe Philly. Philly yeah. really needs weapons, uh, besides Devontae Smith. And they need like they need their next Alshon Jeffrey, if you will. You know, they need their big boy who when I need to just chuck it up and he goes and gets it, you know. We kind of, we 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 have Gabe for that, which is awesome. You know right. what I mean? Like Diggsy's good at it because he's just a beast. But like in all reality, like Dawson Knox is that guy, and Gabe is that guy. Well, so and like other teams, obviously, they need that that target guy. How how awesome is that now that like team like down the stretch there, teams are so focused on stopping Diggs that we watched Gabe Davis have one of like a career day in the playoffs. Not career, historic, bro. Historic, historic, historic day. Like better than Jerry Rice day. Yeah. Better than Randy Moss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that's insane. All right. I, got, I would like, oh, I got, I got two more. Turin Mathau. No. Do, do, where's it go? Does he resign with KC or does he, does he move on? Uh, I mean, he's not, I don't think he's signing with KC. I, I mean, it, another, at, at some I think point, he's you done dealing with that. Honestly, that is a definitely like I definitely see him going to the Rams. I mean, they had some issues there at safety where they had to get Eric Weddle 
down the stretch. All right, I wouldn't. Peck. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see him go to the Rams. Yeah, the Rams also have a problem where they just they also have to pay people. Um, in terms of like who really needs safeties, I could see him maybe jumping Bengals. Ooh, oh, you know? I like that. Um, yeah, because they got room. They they're not paying anybody right now, right? Besides uh, Jesse Bates, but you know, you add you go Matthew and Bates. That's kind of Hyde Poyer, you know. Yeah. And they got a bad defensive front. Not bad in like they're awful, but bad in like you don't want to have to face them. Um, so that would be a, I think that would be a good move. Last but not least, Joe Hayden. Where's he go? Yikes. Detroit. Right? Detroit. <laughs> I'm I'm actually surprised at the first time we've said their name. Culture guy at that point. Big, you know, come in guy. and help Dan Campbell set the tone. I was going to say, I didn't know he was still in the league. Yeah, I like Joe Hayden, but he's he's washed. Yeah. Uh, 32.9 years old, according to uh, <laughs> Sport Track here. Thank God we got the decimal. <laughs> I was I was concerned. That is, uh, that is one of the best parts about this is watching people like, oh, JPP is 33.2 years old. Akeem Hicks is 32.2 years old. What? Why? What, what is like, what's point two of a, what's a, it's two tenths of months, a year, bro months, you know, there's like 12 of those. Babies. So that's it's, not a 10 and, 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 oh, my baby's 16 months old. Right. Well, I'm 33.2 years, but old. there's still 12 months in a year. So it's not a 10th. That doesn't work. That's bad math. Well, I mean, you just that's don't like an outside second. linebacker. That doesn't play middle linebacker. I, you know, <laughs> But if he lines up at safety, he's still a middle linebacker. God damn it. Uh, it's just a fluid game nowadays. It's, everyone's a hybrid. Defensive athlete number two. Game. Defensive athlete number two. Oh, man. Anything else for the good of the order here, boys? Baseball's coming back. I know you don't care. Oh, I do have something for the good of the order because the bandits are absolutely dominating the NFL. Tearing it up. Tearing it up. And Dane Smith is on record to break his own record set in 2016 for points in a season. He's on pace for about 135 he had, points. He had 12 points the other night. He a had quick, two goals and 10 assists. Quick 10, 10, 10 assists. So uh, the bandits are, the bandits are lighting it up. Watch it on ESPN plus or get out to a wagon. Game. Absolute wagon. Jump on the train while you can. Got to jump on the train. So, uh, Ben, anything else for the good order from you? Uh, I got none. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Sabres. So Go Bills. Roll swords. My uh, my last piece here, sports entertainment does does cross into this some from time to time, and uh, the legendary Scott Hall, aka Razor Ramon, suffered three heart attacks after a hip surgery. Uh, they are pulling the plug on him probably well before this podcast airs. So uh, hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad guys don't or bad times don't last, but bad guys do rest in peace. Scott Hall. Thanks for tuning in guys. Uh, hats, hats and stats part of the BACBP radio network, www.bacbp-radio.com. Like follow, share, subscribe, find us on Facebook to type in hats, hats and stats podcast, go to at HTS underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter, like follow, share, subscribe there. Tune in every week. Hats, hats and stats drops in on Wednesday drops on Wednesdays a championship caliber pro sports podcast based in Buffalo, New York. And for my co-host, big diesel and bold claim, Ben, I'm EZD signing off. We'll catch you guys next week. Hey, come on now. Here we go, bud. Let's go put the ball in play here. And a boy, dig, 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 dig. What? Oh my God, man. Can you believe that game ended on such a bad call? You know, I sure can coach, but you know, what's never a bad call. Tuning into the Tip of the Cap podcast on the BICBP Radio Network, Western New York's first and only prep baseball podcast. Tune in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or at www.bicbp-radio.com and check out all the action. It'll be the best call you've made all year.